0: Good afternoon, everybody. It's good to see you all here today. My name is Salika Gore, and I'm the senior advisor to the administrator of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. As we start this session, please know that following the secretary's remarks, we'll have FMCSA staff here to answer any questions that you may have. Today, I have the honor of introducing to you Ray Martinez, the sixth administrator of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Ray brings to the agency extensive experience as the Motor Vehicle Commissioner in New York and New Jersey, and has also served more than 500,000 commercial drivers during that tenure. He believes that by working together, we can find creative solutions that strengthen safety on our roads and improve the oh.
1: The day the lights went out at the Mid America Trucking Show. Welcome all, not to the Friday, March 29th session of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, but rather this week's edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast. I'm Todd Dills, and I hope you enjoyed that choice bit of audio from the intro to that session, which, uh, from which you'll know, news emerged with a public acknowledgement uh, by the DOT Secretary. Of a notice of proposed rulemaking on change in the hours of service being filed with the White House Office of Management and Budget. The Secretary, in her subsequent speech, was mum on the details of the changes, but uh, the changes to be proposed, I should say, but uh, she did emphasize the message of a need for flexibility regulators had heard from so many among truckers, particularly in the wake of the late December 2017 ELD mandate. It's doubtful many of you missed this news, so I won't spend much time on it here. You can visit com slash tag slash hours hyphen of hyphen service. Uh, com slash tag hours of service to find it and uh, further news this week about the prognosis for timeline for the proposal's release. Today, much of a conversation I had with former owner-operator Scott Greenearth, whom Uh, with whom regular listeners will be familiar from his moderation of our Parking Issues-Related Panel at the Great American Trucking Show in August 2018. Greener is currently with the Truck Specialized Parking Services Company uh, and is a former Regulatory Affairs Director with uh, the OIDA. Uh, No longer there, though. In Mid-America last week, his company introduced a new parking-related resource in uh, a website called rigrest.com, a mobile-optimized searching tool, and more for parking around the country. Most importantly, perhaps, Green Earth and Company are working in a variety of ways to optimize and, in some cases, make newly available excess parking capacity for truckers of all stripes in partnership with fleet operators with available space, dedicated sites around warehouses under development, and others. Now, to a certain extent, and hopefully more in the future, Green Earth says, Rigrest.com will be an info and parking reservation hub for truckers not only looking to park in chain truck stops but in a variety of non-traditional locations all around the country. You can kick the tires at Rigrest.com which also aggregates uh, public data from rest area parking availability systems and makes that available. Uh, Those are of course being rolled out with a variety of states around the country. Uh, Rigress is going to make that uh, is making that all available in one place, easy to check uh, with a you know, with a single search. Uh, he talks about that quite a lot as well. And whether you like a requirement to pay for parking or not, the ability to reserve a space, particularly in a busy area for parking, is at least uh, a benefit most truckers can appreciate. I figure if you're going to pay to park, the ability to reserve in advance is a must. Green Earth and Company have had an increasing number of discussions with independent stop operators some of whom offer reservation systems now, some who don't, about uh, managing such systems and and, then bringing them all under one umbrella. Um, He talks a bit here about putting those systems in one place via the Regress platform. Also in our conversation, Green Earth continues work with the National Coalition on, on Truck Parking and near the end gets into prospects for the current year after multiple years of work on advocacy resources drivers can use, when attempting to influence regional metropolitan planning organizations or MPOs in areas where they see the parking issues clearly from experience. We talked to Matt, and you know, here he is setting the stage for Truck Specialized Parking Services' presence at the show.
0: Scott Greenearth with Truck Specialized Parking Services, and uh, and we're here to talk with truckers in this case about the platform that we've got that allows them to find parking all across the country and especially to find it in ways that are unique, they are just beyond your typical yet another truck stop app. So we've got things on, the, on there that include, includes all the usual truck stops on there as well. But then beyond that, with independent truck stops, we're working with them to be able to provide parking reservations. We provide the platform for it to happen, make it seamless for them. Uh, they don't have to have any other employees involved in doing that. Uh, to take the reservations, they just make sure the lot's available, and the spots are there. They can have as many spots or as little as they want, and they can set the prices according to you know, what the market in their area will find for them. So that's the reserve parking side. Also on RigRest.com, we have on there the information from the states that have been part of the MASTO grant that people probably heard about that was a several states together collectively putting in the real-time parking information systems. Modeled, so up in the Midwest, right? Yes, modeled after what Michigan did. And so that basically now it stretches to put it simply, Michigan and Ohio west all the way across to Kansas. You know, there's a few holes in there, but the majority of those states are now part of that network as well. And in TSPS, you know, Truck Specialized Parking Services, we actually were involved with uh, installing the very first system of that in Michigan that's been up since 2014 and we also rewarded the grant for the Iowa system. So this real-time parking information is out there now, but the problem is, and what people from my background working at OIDA, where I heard this all the time, yeah, okay, it's good to have some real-time information to know about parking, but you know, if I'm gonna go across the border from Ohio to Michigan, now I've gotta go either wait for the sign on the roadside to know what's available, or I need to go to the Michigan website then I go, oh, wait a minute, nothing available there. Now I need to go to the Ohio website to look it up. You could even be in a Quad Cities area, for example, and have four states involved, or multiple states involved, excuse me. So um, what we provide on our site is the ability to look up all that seamlessly. And we're the only provider of it where that information is at, where you can look up all those sites where it's real-time information. So if you're 50 miles away, and there's still 45 spaces available, you can go, "Hey, I, my, I could, might be able to make it to that. No problem. That's a realistic goal or target. If you're 50 miles away and there's five spaces available, now you go to plan B, <laughs> plan C, and on. So there's that, And then the last major thing that we're doing is provide, and this is the one that truckers are being happiest of all about new capacity. We are having sites on there that for people we've been working with and we're continuing to work with even more and more to bring on locations where parking is not available to truckers right now. So for, as an example, on my way down here from Ohio to Matt's, had a meeting in Cincinnati, Ohio, and talking with people there who are developing warehouses all around the airport there because there's a tremendous amount of freight growth in that area. They want to provide truck parking both for the people utilizing the warehouses as well as people passing through. So the advantage being, of course, as any owner-operator knows, or in my case, former owner-operator, you want to be as efficient as possible. And where the great value comes in is if a trucker can be parked right there at the shipper-receiver, zero miles you have to drive in the morning, zero traffic to be stuck with. So we're really thrilled to have places like that. And multiple other variations of that non-traditional parking locations to have available.
1: I think you were you were telling me um, that at the booth just this morning, show's just opened. We we're here talking on Thursday, uh, day opening of Met. Uh, that a fleet owner um, actually came by and had a conversation with you about um, about potentially offering the uh, extra space at the, his fleet's location uh, to passing. Travelers. I mean, are those kinds of uh, things also being uh, talked about
0: increasingly with uh, what you guys are doing? Absolutely. And we even have a conversation going on with someone who has 20 locations across the country total. And they want to pilot this at two of their locations that are great near major metro areas where they have a fleet. They've got the fleet using the majority of the area, but not the whole thing. And we provide an opportunity for them to maximize the usage of their property, truckers to maximize usage of their hours that they're available to drive by getting to the best possible location. So, yes, we're working on that in multiple ways.
1: In in situations like that, um, I imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, that they would be these sites, the, the parts of these sites that you manage would be more or less like... It might be more or less like the location that where I think trucks uh, parking specialized services began in Michigan, where it's kind of like a it's like a, a one get, one gate in uh, one gate out uh, lot that's like sort of secure, and you and you sort of pay to reserve a spot there. Is that is that what people uh, with fleet terminals are looking at doing to a portion of the lot? How's it? How's it? Is it or is it different
0: at each location or what? It, it, it's going to be diff. It's all going to depend upon the location. But Todd, you obviously have been to some fleet terminals. <laughs> you describe them very well. You know the typical ones, like the any fleet I've been part of. You usually, you've got an entrance for the trucks, you know, and then the four wheeler entrance for the employees to park and all that. And so, yes, it specifically, um, the gentleman this morning I was talking with, I don't have enough details yet. Um, other than they're in a killer location on the West Coast, you know, in, right in LA. Um, but the other people we're working with, absolutely, that's what they have. They have, they have a terminal with uh, gate access. There's a staffed person there. So, yes, you can go. To, we, we don't want any more Jason Rivenbergs or Michael Boglins happening. We want people to know that they're in a safe spot. That's what we would love for every location to be is at least like that. But to your point, too, we're going to have a little bit of variety of what's in there. The security might be where there are jersey barriers around, so at least if you drop your trailer, you don't have to worry about your trailer disappearing, which that's that's helpful to that regard. I was just thinking about uh, a
1: lot of fleets with a lot of trailers sitting around all the time. Guy leaves his trailer, uh, one of the one of the fleet drivers, and says, "Oh, here's a trailer. Uh, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to pick up that load," you know, uh, and uh, right. trailers are.
0: Mm-hmm. trailers are oftentimes non-screwed but you know yeah, <laughs> that can happen i i had a mixed up trailer situation in cincinnati ohio when i was back in the very early 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 days with werner ravens also have blue trailers and someone dropped the wrong trailer in the wrong door and they loaded another company's trailer so in terms of the
1: uh in terms of the the sort of population of of the reserve system on 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 com. It's pretty low right now, but the uh, but you guys are working on getting it out. I think I understand the website is just up. But also wanted wanted to ask about uh, the, just the information portion of it. Uh, how many? I mean, do you have full coverage of the of the entire country
0: in terms of a lot of the a lot of the truck stops and all the independence and everything? Yes, indeed. We basically have all the information you would typically find on any consolidated offering of the truck stops across the country and in addition to that where there's an opportunity for the operators of the truck stop to input what makes them special so that when you see such as the Facebook groups out there for truckers that share their favorite truck stops where the food's really good the showers are exceptional we all know the place legendary places around the country that are really well known there are a lot of other little places out there where people are trying really hard to be good and stand out and really earn the business of someone. So it, that way a trucker can go, hey, do I, do I want the services today of one of the big truck stop chains because that's where I need to be? Or maybe this is my day, I, I'd really love to go to one of those little places that's more out of the way and enjoy the unique offerings. It all Again, it all depends upon what your needs are that day. or. Maybe that's the day they just want to go to a rest area and be nice and quiet, not be bothered by anybody. We all know it's my needs out there vary from day to day, and I know everybody else's does, too. In terms of access to
1: the site, is there a smartphone app associated with it, or is this is just a mobile browser kind of access?
0: It, right now, it's a mobile browser, exactly as you said. And I forget the term, my mind is blanking on it at the moment, but there is a way that we're going to have it set up very soon as we get into the further generations of it where it will still be a mobile site, web access, but where you can have it saved just like an app on your phone screen. So it's just a one tap and you're there. And that way to keep make it as convenient as possible. And the nice thing about being the web access is that way it's always up to date. You don't have to worry about what version of a phone or the app you have.
1: And it looked to me, I don't think I accessed it on my phone as yet. Uh, It looked like uh, a mobile optimized type site when I pulled it up on my desktop. You can just sort of tell, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and the key thing being with the mobile optimized is you can right away tap uh, as your default, if you'd like to, find parking based upon my location. So if, for example, let's go real world that you know, driver's been sitting at that dock way too long, longer than they expected. Oh, my gosh, now I've got to get to a safe parking spot before the DOT officer finds me. And so they can just tap and go, hey, yeah, oh, this is, I found a spot nearby, and I'm going to head there right away. Um, Or they can go ahead and say, hey, you know what? I I know people who plan their parking. The minute they wake up in the morning, they know where they want to park that night. They can go in and enter in. I want to be near Cincinnati, Ohio. Boom, here's your options near Cincinnati. And it is, as you said, all optimized for mobile or any, de- whatever device you're using, actually.
1: So what, what else have you been, um, what else you've been working on? I know you've uh, always got sort of irons in the fire with uh, kind of parking-related advocacy and sundry other things. But uh, what, what's, uh, what's, what's new and interesting uh, in, the, in the Scott Green Earth advocacy world, I guess?
0: Oh, yes. It, it, there's definitely good stuff there. We, As you know, I've been working with uh, the Federal Highway Administration Truck Parking Coalition for, for years now, actually, um, all the way back to the time at OIDA. And we're finally getting to have some things bearing fruit there as far as tangible things. And it, so that, those efforts have been involved in multiple directions. Uh, there were different committees, basically, that worked on different aspects. And I'm just going to talk about the part that I was involved with, which our working group, as it's called, is a state and local government coordination. Our focus was to create tools for truckers to be effective advocates when it comes to truck parking so that they would have a very simple, super easy to use guide to say this is where I can focus my efforts and not waste my time. And so, for example, how to be involved at that state and local level with the MPO, the Metropolitan Planning Organizations. So those are the entities that are sort of quasi-governmental. They're, they're made up of a lot of government people, but they're also made up of private individuals, such as me. I serve on one where I live in Northwest Ohio. And so that gives you, but also in the room with me are people from the county governments, the cities, states involved, so what they do is this is a people that are tasked with looking at the region, not just looking at one geographic line. And these are the people who are the most boots on the ground, if you will, when it comes to making things happen. They also funnel the money into projects and that is super crucial. You, of course you always follow the money, yes. <laughs> And in this case, these are people who funnel the state funds, the federal funds, to make things happen. So that's an example of where people can get involved. And we put together uh, the different resources. And the, the one example is how to be involved. That's for the trucker to get started. Then, next resource is for the trucker to be able to go to one of those meetings. We want them to be armed with useful data. So we have a guide we put together. That lets them know to go into a meeting and say, here you go, elected official, whoever the person is. Here is why truck parking is important. Because they don't know. They don't know why. When you show up, why is this truck driver here? They, they, they think the roads are bad. Well, yeah, probably that too. <laughs> but but in this case, parking's the topic. So they want to know why is parking important? So this guide, again, super short, sweet to the point document. Lets them know this is an issue that's important all the way up to the federal government level. It lets them know about Jason's Law, so that they get the idea that these are human lives on the line every day. And then, and that money is available. Yes, exactly, absolutely. That is crucial in there too. And so then, lastly, there's information in there that where nobody is a real big fan of reinventing the wheel. Well, maybe I should say most people aren't. Somebody else, some people like that, I guess. So nobody being a big fan of reinventing the wheel. They, we don't want these people, you don't want to have to go up and just say, hey, good luck. Thanks for letting me talk. Now I'm just going to leave the room and you all figure this whole solution out all on your own from scratch. Instead, walk in there with this document that gives examples of zoning and planning that has been put in place. And of course, of examples I'm sure everybody's going to recognize, Weed, California, Elmira, New York, these places that have addressed parking and we found through the efforts of other truckers as well. They contributed a lot into this. There's other examples too. There's there's even a picture that makes my heart skip a beat every time I see it. Instead of saying no truck parking, it says truck parking only. And it's a city in California. God, I wanna go hug these people someday. So that's what we want these people to see, that it's been addressed, it's been addressed successfully, it's been addressed proactively. Stay ahead of the problem, don't create a problem.
1: You can find handy links to the National Coalition on Truck Parking's driver advocacy resources that Green Earth talked about via a story that published on Monday, April 1st, no fooling, this week. Search National Coalition on Truck Parking to find it. Green Earth went on to talk about what's ahead for his working group within the coalition over the coming year, particularly around issues of planning and zoning and how to make those issues... uh, uh, clear to metropolitan planning organizations when it comes to clearing obstacles to truck parking.
0: The truck parking coalition's not done. We are we just had a meeting day before yesterday to solidify what we're going to work on this year. And why I mentioned planning and zoning? Those are those are two separate things, extremely linked together, of course, but they're really crucial and that's one of the major efforts that I want to really put my time and effort into because Todd, it kills me. You go into a meeting with these uh, people, in, again, representing at these MPO levels that represent the area. I gone into meetings with people where they say, well, you know, we'd like to address this truck parking problem. Uh, and this is a real-world real world example. Atlanta, Georgia, west side of town. The entire western half of their county is zoned so you can't have truck parking um, in this area of Cincinnati uh, region you have to have paved surfaces. It has to be an impermeable surface. Contrary to what I would think, I think you're like, hey, great, you know, gravel would be good because groundwater can still go in. No, they want it all paved. And that's important because now the cost of that project just went up by a lot of dollar signs. So that's where this all comes together is to say, you know, what's, uh, we want to make sure that we can reach those zoning people and planning people so that when they're laying out an area, such as an example near Cincinnati, that I'm aware of right now, that there are a lot of growth going on, that they keep this in the back of their mind. And these are the people who have that influence. It could be years from now, someone wants to put truck parking in, but the work they do today could completely prohibit that from happening. So like,
1: drivers bringing bringing these uh, uh, various and sundry uh, zoning issues to To their individual, uh, the people on these commissions in in areas where they live, it's going to pay like long-term dividends if it has any kind of real connection there. I think,
0: right? And, And I'll add on one thought to that too. You're the these people listening to this are the experts all over the country, and it can be like in my case that you're well aware of. I was an expert on Nashville. I didn't live there; lived many hundreds of miles away, but I knew that area extremely well. So even an area where someone Frequently goes and they know where the need is. Hey, if you've got a chance talk to the people there You can make your life easier. That's one thing. That's difficult about the whole truck parking thing It's people are typically their need is not where they live They can still be an advocate to help other truckers where they live in that area and to help make sure that it's done Well and thoughtfully as well because nobody wants parking where it shouldn't be you know, We'd rather it not be right in, you know underneath the window of someone's apartment room. <laughs> that wouldn't be good know so both ends of it where you truck to and where you live is where people can be good advocates